brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi everybody and welcome back to Lost Genre Reddit Stories. This post is from the subreddit Relationship Advice and it's by user WorriedMama87. My son wants to meet me for the first time in five years and I don't know what to do. This is a throwaway account and English is not my first language. I, 35 female, gave birth to my son more than 17 years ago. His father, my ex, 40 male, was my then boyfriend who after a while I realized had groomed me. I married him soon after our son was born and was truly in love with him, but it seemed he was only interested in being with young women. When our son was 11 years old and I was 29, my ex cheated on me with an 18 year old. When I found out, I divorced him and it was messy. My ex made more than me and barely spent time at home and while I was the one who disciplined our son and was worried about him, his father was the cool parent who never made him do his homework, always let him eat whatever he wanted, always bought him gifts and all of that. And because of it, my son was closer to his father than to me. When the time came for us to decide custody, my son said he wanted to live full time with his father. It pained me terribly, but I respected it. I told my son that if he ever changed his mind, my door would always be open for him. During the first year, I called him and tried to spend time with him, but he never seemed to want to. After a year, he stopped picking up my phone calls. He moved to another home and changed his phone number. My former in-laws, 62 male and 62 female, were my rock in all of this. They supported me emotionally and would give me updates on my son's life. They tried many times to convince my son to talk to me without any success. Then, around three years ago, I met my now husband, 36 male. We married two and a half years ago after we found out we were pregnant. My in-laws were invited. I cried during my wedding because I missed my son and I wanted him there. My father-in-law was my shoulder to cry on. He told me that sooner or later my son would realize how bad his father treated me and would try to reconcile. I went on and gave birth to my beautiful twin daughters, two female. 
Not going to lie, I also cried when they were born. Part of it was out of joy and the other was out of sadness. My boy wasn't with me. Not a day goes by in which I don't think about him. I miss him more than anything. I have a few pictures of us in my new home and sometimes I still cry thinking about him. I know what's going on in his life based on what his grandparents tell me, but I still miss him deeply. Then, yesterday, my mother-in-law called me. We were having our normal conversation and then she tells me that my son was living with them because he and his dad had fought. My mother-in-law then tells me that my son wanted to see me and based on what she said, my son misses me. I asked her to give me some time. We ended our conversation and then I started crying again. I want to meet my son, to hold him, to feel him, to tell him how much I love him and how much I have been missing him. But I am also afraid. I'm afraid he gets mad at me for moving on. I don't want him to think I have replaced him with my daughters. Then I started thinking, why didn't I try harder? Why did I give up so easily? I really don't know what I should do. Oh, OP, I am so sorry that you're having to go through all of this, specifically what you had to go through with your ex. And on that note, OP, congratulations on that spine that you have that got you out of that relationship. Now, regarding your son, apparently your father-in-law was right. He saw how bad his dad truly was, he had a fight with him, and he moved in with them. I think he wants to see you because he also misses you, but at the same time, he might also be afraid that you're angry at him or that you would reject him because he never picked up your calls after some time. OP, I think your son is just as scared as you are about meeting you. I don't think he's angry at you and I don't think he's going to blame you for not calling him or anything like that because, you know, he knows how things went down. Particularly now that he fought with his dad, his grandparents probably told him everything that happened. Anyways, OP, if I was in your shoes and my son wanted to see me after five years of no communication, I would definitely be there and I wouldn't be thinking too much about it. Just go, see what he wants to say, have your say as well, and then see what happens. And what do you guys think about this whole situation? What would you do if you were in OP shoes? Let me know in the comment section and now let's move on to the community comments to see what they said. Just another main girl says, OP, you have always loved your son, remember that. And if he's asking to see you now, he's loved and missed you too. Please don't waste your first reunion in five years on apologies and self-recriminations. Just appreciate him for the young man he's growing up to be introduce him to his stepfather and his baby sisters and try to listen to him with a completely open mind. In fact, try to listen more than you talk during this first reunion. It may not have been totally his choice to break off contact with you during those lonely years. You also owe your former in-laws a world of gratitude for continuing to serve as go-betweens and allowing you to have a relationship by proxy with your son that your ex may have tried to shut down. I hope you express your thanks to them, inviting them to your home for a holiday celebration at the same time your son is there will be an easier way for your son to transition into getting to know you all over again and getting to know the new members in your family as members of his own family while still having the familiarity of his parental grandparents there to provide the social glue. I'm so happy you are getting this second chance with your boy. Good luck. And OP responds, quote, and if he's asking to see you now, he's loved and missed you too, end quote. I know that, but part of me feels guilty. I feel as if I should have asked his grandparents for his number and tried harder. 
Quote, you also owe your former in-laws a world of gratitude. End quote. I know it. Ever since I have met them, they have never been nothing but kind to me. They treat me as their daughter and they are truly like parents to me. I am the Mads says, My mom wanted to party and live life on her own terms when I was younger. We eventually sparked a relationship up and it ended with her screwing me over on some money I loaned her and we had a falling out. I got over it pretty quickly but she went years thinking I was mad at her and didn't reach out because of that insecurity. I had a daughter whom she never met and she eventually died alone never meeting her granddaughter. The whole point to this story is not to point out that I have a crappy mom, but the fact that she still could have been a part of my life and she chose not to out of fear I was mad at her when I was not. Just take the plunge and speak with your kid. Tell him you love him and you never meant to not be a part of his life. But sometimes life has other plans and we do not always know how to interpret those plans. He may be cold and shallow with you in the short term, but if you are persistent, he will come around. Ficklethop1464 says, You are worthy of love by your new husband and cute little daughters. Now it's your turn to love your son unconditionally without any expectations. You're his mom. Just be there for him. He needs and wants you now. That's all that matters. Make new memories with your family that include him and I'm sure he will notice the love you have and want to be a part of your new family. He wants and needs you more than ever. Now is the time to prove you love him. He will need you to build that trust again with him. Life Yogurt Closet 98 says, Why did your son have to be kicked out for him to want to see you? You don't sound like a deadbeat parent, but don't let your emotions cloud you in case your son wants to use your emotions to manipulate you. You did everything you could to spend time with him. He was the one that didn't want it. And OP responds, quote, But don't let your emotions cloud you in case your son wants to use your emotions to manipulate you. End quote. I don't think this is the case. His grandma told me he seems to really miss me. Quote, You did everything you could to spend time with him. He was the one that didn't want it. End quote. But I don't want him to feel guilty. I want him to be with me, to meet his sisters and to have me in his life. Realistic Airport 775 says, Firstly, you respected his choice. You respected his decision to keep you at a distance. He may have been influenced by manipulation. He may have chosen this route because his father left him no choice but to keep you at a distance. You don't know yet. You have an opportunity to get to know who he is now, which will be totally different from his 11-year-old self. Please make arrangements to go out somewhere he can feel comfortable or wherever he wants to meet you. See him as someone you want to get to know and let him do the talking. Have some questions for sure, but keep them from overwhelming the conversation. Bring pictures of your children and husband. Remember, he is 16 and likely quite vulnerable having been rejected by his father. Imagine you are not emotionally connected for a minute and picture how that must feel. Also, you carried on your life and in some way that must also feel some kind of way. Ask him what he needs from you. Be open to whatever he says, but know that guilt is never a good emotion to run with. Remember all those entitled children brought up spoiled because no one said no to them and gave them stuff instead of care and structure. Well, he might have parts of that. You just don't know. Expect nothing and see what happens. Alright, well to me the community gave OP some pretty decent advice and things to think about especially regarding overcoming her fear of seeing her son and actually going to see him. 
So now let's move on to the update to see how this first story ends. But before that, I have to show you another playlist like this one that only has stories with updates on them. Go check it out. Now let's move on to the update. I called my in-laws so I could know why my son fought with his dad and what he knew. My in-laws told me that we, my son and me, should talk about it. Why my son and my ex fought. And that they didn't tell anything to my son because they believed it wasn't their place to do so. Then, two days ago, I visited my in-laws. They received me at their door and told me my son was in the living room. They left the house so that my son and I could have some time alone. I have to say, these people are heroes. They have been so good to me and they have been great to my daughters to the point they call them grandma and grandpa. Anyway, when I got to the living room, I saw my son for the first time in five years. He had grown up so much, I was barely able to hold myself. I said hi and asked him how he was. He was looking down. He said he was sorry for everything, for abandoning me and for not being in my life. He told me he would understand if I hated him. As soon as he said it, I just started crying and hugged him as tight as I could. I told him I never hated him, that I could never hate him, that he was my precious baby boy and that I have been missing him more than anything. We were crying pretty hard and after a while I broke off the hug. I was playing with my son's hair and I was looking at him, he was looking down. I told him he didn't have to be ashamed. He looked up at me, I was still crying but I started smiling. I told my son how beautiful he was. Then I became a little more emotional again and told him he had grown so much. He started crying more and kept saying I'm sorry. I buried his head in my chest and told him to cry all he needed because I was there for him. After a while he was calmer. I asked him why he fought with his dad. He said his father manipulated him. His father made him believe I was awful and that I hated him. He and his dad fought because my son wanted to meet me and his dad got mad. They fought about it and my son is now living with his grandparents because of it. Then my son asked me about my life. I told him I had gotten remarried to a good man and had two twin daughters. My son asked if he could see some pictures of them. I showed him some pictures and he started crying again and said he was sorry again. We spent the rest of the evening catching up and my son asked me if I could stay the night with him. I told him I would have to talk to my husband. I called my husband and he said it was okay if I stayed with my son and that he was happy for me. My son and I slept in his room. It reminded me of when we slept together when he was a baby. After my son was already asleep, I started crying out of happiness. I finally have my boy back. P.S. To those of you questioning my love for my boy, Nothing has pained me as hard as not having a relationship with him. But what else could I do at the time? He didn't want to see me and I didn't push. He was 12 and any court would take his wishes into consideration. When I hugged him, I cried as I never did. He's my precious baby boy. I cried so many nights because I missed him. And when my daughters were born, I cried so hard because I wanted him with me. I didn't choose my new family over him. OP's final update curated from a post to a different subreddit. My son has met his sisters. So I, 35 female, have a son, 17 male, who I have not seen for 5 years. Recently, we reconnected. In those 5 years, I got remarried. My new husband, 36 male, and I had 2 daughters, 2 female and 2 female. 
I was planning on introducing my daughters to their brother because I truly wanted them to have a relationship and yesterday my son and my daughters finally met. I took my girls to the park and my son was already there. My daughters are somewhat shy but after a while they opened up to my son. I was truly happy to see all my babies getting along so well. When it came time to go home, my son hugged his sisters tight and kissed them on the forehead. I asked my daughters if they liked their brother and they said they did. Earlier this morning, one of them asked me when they were going to see their brother again. I am so, so happy my boy and my girls like each other so much. I've dreamt about it so much. I can't wait for Christmas to come so we can all spend it together. Oh man, OP, that was such an awesome update and final update. I hope you and your family had an awesome Christmas and are going to have an awesome new year and 2023 is just going to be more time for you all to bond. Take care, OP, and thank you so much for sharing. Now, let's finish this story, not with a mood booster, but with a mood enhancer to keep riding this happy high. This post is from the subreddit Malicious Compliance and it's by user Gambling for Good. Entitled nonprofit goes from 10 million a year to zero due to arrogance and greed. So, I volunteered with a nonprofit service club for almost two decades. We had a fundraiser, legally licensed gambling in our country, that would gross 1.5 million per year. There were only a dozen members, so we didn't do much except hang out, volunteer for other charities, and redonate the money with a big presentation check. In 2019, we fired one of the two employees for our fundraiser. I agreed to work for three months as a contractor at $25 an hour until they found a replacement. I found ways to improve the fundraiser and turned $1.5 in annual sales into $8 million after only nine months. Then COVID hit and I revamped everything again to get us 15 million annual sales, 10 million net profit in six months. I was working my ass off putting in 50 to 60 hour weeks sometimes. The club was pressuring me to submit an invoice as I hadn't been paid the entire time. I wasn't motivated to charge anything since my original intent was to work for free for three months. But finally submitted a discounted invoice for $52,000 for the past 15 months after we all agreed I'd been working too long and they dropped the ball in their intention to hire a replacement. They paid but freaked out on me and accused me of greed, fraud, incompetence, etc. A combination of their behavior and them being greedy, pushing for massive donations that would get them ahead in their professions, spending money on fancy gala dinners and golf tournaments with the rich elite of the community, etc. And I was frustrated and pissed beyond belief. I stuck around and sometimes got guilted by members into staying after multiple attempts to quit for another year out of loyalty to my staff, almost two dozen at that point and the charities I was involved with for decades, but I finally broke and walked away at the end of 2021. Here's where the malicious compliance comes in. Before leaving, I was implementing a two-part plan for another revamp of the fundraisers to keep up with the huge sales and prices. Each part had benefits and consequences individually, so they had to be implemented together to balance each other out. The first part took a long time to plan before I left. And once it was ready, it was easy to put the second part into action right away. I reported what I was doing to the club and they accused me of being incompetent once again for not understanding the consequences of the second part of the plan. They didn't understand the big picture, but I was tired of arguing with them. I implemented the first part as they had approved because everything was already changed over and impossible to revert back. 
I didn't try to convince them at all that the second part is necessary and left them to deal with the consequences after quitting. A year later, they are accusing me of sabotaging them and not explaining the need for the second part. The fundraiser has fallen apart this past year with less than 2 million in sales, but still with massive expenses. As well as a half-assed revamped system bleeding money. They've reportedly lost money this year and have no idea what went wrong. I deleted all my documents and plans when I returned to the work laptop to them, also as malicious compliance because they asked for it in original condition and ready for someone new to use. Oh man, OP, this was fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing. I don't know about you guys, or maybe it's just my petty self, but I just love it when greedy people or organizations just shoot themselves in the foot. It's awesome. And again, thank you for sharing, OP. And that's it for today's video. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch it. Now, if you've gotten to this point in the video, I assume that you like these stories that I'm reading out. So here are a couple more that you might enjoy. And if you don't have any time to watch another story right now, save it for later. And also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.